Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J and over there is not Big Dalton. Yet again, he has been unable to show up for the show because his internet service sucks dick. <laughs> I, there's no other way to put it at this point. He hasn't had internet service since, uh, God, three or four days now. I'm losing track of how long it's been since I actually hosted a show with him. So um, it's going to be another solo show today. I do apologize in advance. You guys know how those tend to go. <laughs> I do see the uh, OG armies forming up in the chat box. I uh, always appreciate having you guys here. Uh, feel free to call in if you like and make this more than me just talking to myself. I didn't have a chance to get any topics at all really today because uh, I was at work. As you guys know, I work weekends, so uh, do not have time to go look up topics and such. So we will just struggle along the best that we can. Um, Hopefully someday uh, Ryan will get his internet back. Uh, apparently he's been reduced to the stone age at this point. And because nobody else in his area has internet either, all his cell phone service is shitty because everyone's using their cell phones. So he's tried to actually download the app several times on his phone so he could call him this way with no luck at all. Um, so I have no clue what that guy's doing with himself. Because when you think about it, your entire life is, or at least most people's entire life is kind of wrapped around the internet now. Uh, think of how many th different things that you have that are internet-based. Uh, he he does have a slight amount of uh, signal on his phone, so he's been able to make posts on the uh, uh, other ground, but that's about it. And he was saying, like, uh, or, or, or send me fa Facebook messages. So, like, really basic stuff works, but he hasn't been able to download the app. Uh, he sent me a message on Facebook saying he had no clue how much he relied on the internet. Uh, for example, he can't listen to any movie, music when he works out because he used the internet for that, like uh, one of those Alexa or whatever, or whatever things to play music. So now he's been actually working out every day with no music at all because he can't get that because of the internet. Uh, obviously, no television. He does. He uh, cut the cord a while ago, so um, he doesn't have the ability to uh, watch regular TV. He certainly doesn't have an uh, over-the-air antenna, so he's not watching TV that way. I don't think he's much of a TV person anyways, but that's another example. Uh, so he really has nothing to do and no way to do it. Um, the not having an antenna thing is probably a mistake. We cut the cord years ago ourselves. Uh, I haven't had a cable box in um, five, six, seven years, something like that. Uh, I do have a, a over-the-air antenna hooked up to my wife's uh, TV, uh, which surprisingly enough gets a whole bunch of channels. Uh, for those of you that haven't used an on-air antenna for a while, uh, you'd be kind of surprised. Uh, we get probably... 30 or 40 channels over the air. Uh, all the TV stations have done that started liking like other TV stations. Uh, like I, everyone has the big three. They're, they're, they're big three um, local stations. Uh, for us, it's two, four, and seven. I'm sure it's different uh, channel numbers for uh, you guys, but we're, depending on where you are in the country. But in, in addition to that, there's all these other on the air networks that I never expected to get once I. Uh, started watching TV with an antenna. Like there's a game show network. Um, there's three or four or five different movie channels. Uh, you know, they play commercials, of course, like H&I uh, uh, TV, which is Heroes and Icons. It plays mostly old, older movies. Uh, there's uh, Bounce TV, which I think is like uh, uh, African-American centered uh, entertainment because it's mostly shows and movies of black people. Um, uh, and there's and there's all a couple few other channels like that that you wouldn't expect to get from on over the air antennas. I don't know when they started doing that, but we were very surprised and happy when we plugged the old antenna and started searching for channels. So if you're thinking about giving up uh, cable TV, 
you don't lose everything. You, there's all kinds of basic stuff on there. You can just go over the air. And between that, Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus, we have plenty of stuff to watch. Oh, and Amazon Prime. I, I don't count that one because we have Amazon Prime for the free shipping. Uh, the uh, movies and TV from Amazon Prime are just kind of a bonus. Um, oh, let's see. I guess I'm going to have to find stuff to talk about since I don't have a co-host today. Uh, let's see if I can find anything. Looking through the good old Yahoo News, our source for everything newsworthy. Uh, Yahoo News, www.yahoo.com. Uh, just practicing it in case they ever want to start paying me for that shit. <laughs> Uh, well, this is an interesting one. Apparently, Amazon wants to take over JCPenney's and Sears stores and malls and turn them into fulfillment centers, uh, which is a great idea. Uh, they claim that having their for fulfillment centers in like urban and suburban centers like that will speed up their delivery process. And I'm sure it would. Uh, I wonder if at any point Amazon's going to slow down. They just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. They're, they've built uh, like a fulfillment center about 10 miles away from me, maybe. And, but they're all, uh, which I thought was awesome. It did cut down the time that it took me to get deliveries. Uh, but now they're building another one, like um, maybe a mile or two from me. They're actually building it the, at the site of the old Pontiac Silverdome, um, which is a huge, huge amount of property. So obviously they're going to be able to build a big old center, which means I'll probably start getting deliveries like the same day for lots of stuff. Uh, but I wonder at what point does that have to slow down? I mean, every year they keep on adding more fulfillment centers, more warehouses, more of this and more of that. And it's, you know, um, and God, it's so Amazon is just so different than when it was first around. When I first started using Amazon, I used it to buy books, like physical books that they sent in the mail. Cause that was the only, the only thing Amazon really fucking sold. Uh, but they, then they branched out into other stuff and look at them fucking go, man. I wish I would have bought stock in Amazon back then. Holy shit. Can you imagine how much money that'd be worth? I read something that he, he sold like, uh, $3.5 billion in stocks or something to liquidate it. Uh, the Jeff Bezos or whatever the guy's name is. Um, there's a, there's an example of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. From what I understand, he started that like the garage of his house and look at him now. Um, but the, the the fulfillment center that they're building now is over on the old Pontiac Silverdome site, which does bum me out in certain ways because that entire story of the Pontiac Silverdome is a fucking tragedy. Uh, for those unaware, uh, the the Silverdome was built, I think it was in the 70s. Uh, and it, when it was built, there was quite a stink about it because it wasn't built in Detroit. It wasn't built anywhere near Detroit. Uh, it was built in Pontiac, right on the Pontiac-Auburn Hills border. So at so it's probably uh, about uh, 20, no, about 12 or 13 miles from the uh, Detroit border, which makes it sound like it's not that far, but that makes it about 25, 30 miles from downtown Detroit. Oh, look, we have a caller. Let's see how, let's take a caller. We Callers are always good. We appreciate that. Well, hello, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I am excellent. Who am I speaking to, sir? Uh, my name is Wise. I actually host a, uh, a podcast on Podbean, and I figured you, you didn't want to be the solo, so I, I thought I, I, if you didn't mind, I would join you. Oh, excellent, sir. Yeah, I always appreciate the help. My, As I mentioned before, my co-host has no internet, so I'm kind of struggling to do it solo. Uh, tell me about your show. What's it called? Uh, it's called Stuck in My Mind Podcast. Oh, excellent. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, yeah, I just basically... Uh, 
discuss general topics. I have people on to tell their stories. I, I, I have entrepreneurs, authors, uh, directors. I actually did a, a interview with uh, Stevie Ray, um, former professional oh, wrestler. Shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, so yeah, so I figured I, I, I tune in once in a while onto, onto your show, and I figured, hey, you needed a hand. Let me let me help you. Well, shit, goddamn, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. So, what do you think about this idea of uh, for Amazon uh, turning like old J.C. Penneys and Sears into fulfillment centers? Listen, if it's going to provide jobs for the people, why not? It, it, that's the key is providing jobs. If it's going to yeah. provide more jobs, and and these companies are no longer existing buy them out and, and, and provide these jobs for more people. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great point. And, uh, that is one of the sad things about, uh, places like JC Penney's and Sears and all those other places closing people think, Oh, well, that's no big deal. I get my stuff from Amazon now at this, that, and the other, but whenever some place like that closes, there's a whole bunch of people that lose their job. Um, yeah, no. And that's understandable. And I, and after I feel if they're going to do this, then if they're going to provide, if they're going to provide these jobs again, at least, some of these people that lost their jobs, maybe they can get a, like first shot at the job or something. Maybe who knows if they can come to some kind of agreement with the people of the community. Right. Right. And I've heard, uh, I've heard things about jobs at Amazon, not being all that awesome. And there some of them were kind of hard and all that good stuff, but it does seem that at least that they pay fairly well for beginner jobs. So whenever I hear about Amazon, Amazon jobs, they're paying 14 or $15 an hour to start. And while that not might not seem like much, it's a hell of a lot more than minimum wage. Oh yeah, which is what seven seven twenty five still I think. I yeah, know. some shit, yeah. some shit like that. It's it, ridiculously it, it, it low. It sucks. Basically, it sucks. That all, all we know is just sucks. And no, it's not. It's not a living wage. That it's just ridiculous. But now yeah, some of these now over around mm-hmm. where I live, I live in Pennsylvania, and um, the Amazon around here is offering almost twenty dollars an hour. Nice. Yeah. So. It, 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 in, I guess in, in what area, it depends on what area you're at. And, but listen, if it's providing jobs for the community, I'm, I'm all for it because we, we need as many jobs, many jobs possible for everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly right. And I always hate it when people say, oh, minimum wage, it's not intended to be a career. It's supposed to be a job that you find and then move on to another job. Well, yeah, that's great in theory, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, sometimes that minimum wage job is the only one that's available. You might not have the education to move to another job. And once again, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, you need to get yourself an education and move on. Well, yeah, say that to someone who's working 40 hours a week and taking care of their kids and, you know, and all that good shit. It's not so it's not that easy to find time to go and educate yourself. So I think there should be a level of jobs out there where people can sustain themselves just by going and getting the job. You know, everyone says, oh, you need experience to get this job or you need an education to get that job. And that makes it very hard for certain people. Some people don't have the opportunities to get education like other people do. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, and I, it was a discussion I had recently about the education system in, in our country, which is, is horrible because they've taken away from back when I was growing up. Some some schools taught you to be an electrician. Some, some schools taught you how to be plumbers, how to auto mechanics and and little by little they started phasing these out of out of schools and all that mm-hmm. so these are these are careers that i felt that we need to bring back into our schools we need to bring trades back into our schools and give these people opportunities to earn a real re, a real living 
if, if and not everyone is not built for learning. They're not they're, they're truly not built for learning. Some people are good with the hands. Some people are, are good with other things. So for me to for me, I feel that they need to bring more trade into more trade teachings in, into schools and everything. Oh, you're you are one hundred percent correct. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but I'm old as dirt, apparently, according to my co-host. And back when I was going to high school, they had auto mechanics classes. You could take like up to four years of two hour blocks of auto mechanics. If you were so inclined, they had they had classes on electronics uh, Oh, not electronics, electrical systems. Like I took a class where they had you know, like wire boards, you know, or, you know, with like actual uh, conduit and all that good shit. Uh, then all kinds of other trade programs. And they were just starting to do uh, like computer labs and things like that which is from what I understand about the only thing that they offer in, in high school anymore is the starters of getting into computers and programming. Um, and I think I'm not sure, you know what? I'd have to go check. I don't think my school has an auto mechanics program anymore. It might, it, but if it is, it's a rarity in this uh, day and age. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's a shame that our, our school systems is it's meant. It's like, it's really broken. It's, it's not helping our kids. And then don't let me get started into college. All, all college is doing is preparing you for once you graduate, you're in debt. It's like you're already, what, 70000 80000 in debt, and sometimes you don't even get the, the career that you wanted in the field that you, you went to school for. So it's, yep. it's just a system that's rigged for for, every, for all of us. It doesn't matter. It, honestly, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown. It doesn't. This system is just rigged against its people, and it's a shame that we we should we deserve better as much money as much money as the regular folks paying taxes we deserve much, a much better um education system they need to stop defunding our schools and 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 really start focusing on on better training our youths yeah you don't know no, you're 100 correct and i think for college college can be a good thing obviously you know uh, more education is better than less education but i think they do a poor job of explaining to students the uh, what their chances are of getting jobs in certain fields. You know, like you hear so many people that go, go out, work hard for four years to get their degree and can't get a fucking job because no one ever let them know that there's not a lot of demand for that kind of a uh, degree or a lot of uh, availability of jobs in that field. So then you have people that have, like you said, are 70, 80, a hundred thousand dollars in debt and can't get anything, but the same job that they could get if they never went to college in the first place. Yeah, and it's a shame. It's really, it's really a shame, because I, I feel like this is the greatest country in the world, and but it's we can make it even greater if we really focus on on building our, our education systems. And and I'm not saying that education not to pay these schools, whatever, but a lot of these schools do make money off off of these this, these sporting programs, and and they have all these billion dollar contracts on. It, to me, I, I feel like our, our our regular kids that are that that are just barely making it or are coming from whatever kind of neighborhoods are, they they truly do need an opportunity and 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 we shouldn't bury them in debt to go to school. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree completely. In general, college is just way too expensive, regardless of what subject you're taking or how long you're there. You shouldn't your education shouldn't cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and it didn't used to be like that from, I, from what I understand, uh, this really expensive college shit is, uh, uh, has been in the last 10 or 20 or 30 years back in the sixties and seventies, uh, college wasn't super duper expensive. Basically 
you know, anybody who had good grades and wanted to go to college could go to college. Now it's out of gra- out of uh, grasp for very for a lot of people because they just don't have the money to do that. Uh, if they didn't uh, if they didn't have spectacular grades, they might not be able to get some of the college loans and grants that uh, they need. And obviously, not everyone's a star athlete who's going to have their entire college education paid for. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's 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 a shame that, and uh, again, that's why we need these trades back in these schools. Because not everyone is built to go to college, so yeah. why put yourself in debt if if you know you're not gonna some because a lot of people drop out of school, and then you still got to pay back those loans. So mm-hmm. if you know this this person is not built to go to four years of college, and they're more hands on and they're 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 more I like work like they like to work with their hands. They're mm-hmm. more interactive physically, so. To me, they really do need these trades in these schools because th- you always need an electrician. You always yeah. gonna well, well, as far as with these smart cars and all that, I don't know about auto mechanics, but you, you still need to make auto mechanics. You still need plumbers. You so these are these are skills that we need to still tra- to teach people. Not everyone is gonna be a, a NBA player or a baseball player or whatever other. YouTube sensation they think they're gonna be right, and I, we just lost we've just lost touch with with how our education education system is. And well, they used to have something called vocational schools. <laughs> uh, that's where they there were actual schools where by the time you hit high school, if they could already tell that you're not the type of person that's going to be in the higher education, they would shoot you off to this vocational school. And it sounds like a bad thing because they're basically you know uh, I think uh, Louis C.K. does a joke about it. Uh, where he said uh, he's talking about, you know, they tell you that you can do everything uh, until except for when they send you to a vocational school. And they said, yeah, you can do about five things. <laughs> and but there's nothing wrong with that. If you're not into getting yeah, an education, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you're learning the skill, you're learning a trade. And and that's real, really rare now. And and it takes like I have friends that I have a coworker of mine now. He's He's been waiting to get into the union. And, and it's just like, OK. But I, I feel that had he had started maybe at a younger age and everything and became an apprentice at a young age, then it would probably be easier for him to get into his unions and all that. Oh, so yeah. To me, it's just, it's just, it's just to me, it's, to me, it's, it, it seems like common sense that they really need to focus on, on, on how they're going to, not like, again, everyone's not built for college. So we need to find other ways to, to teach our, our youth and, and, and have them well prepared for for this world yeah definitely and in certain cases cases even if you're built for college you don't get the opportunity uh for example if you don't graduate high school you're not going to college i didn't graduate high school uh not through any fault of mine basically but my my dad was an alcoholic crackhead and he kicked me out of the house when i was 16 uh so i had to drop out of school and uh, live in my car for about eight months and find a real job so i could eat food uh, so, and you know, that precluded me go, going to high school. So despite the fact that at one point I was in line for a college scholarship, I fucking never went to college mo- mostly because I never finished fucking high school. And there, and I don't want that to sound like a sob story because there's a million people out there like me that had, had a fucked up childhood and didn't get the opportunity to go regardless of whether they wanted to or not. Uh, and there has to be jobs out there for those people. I struggled for fucking many, many, many years. Uh, I'm, I'll be 47 here in a couple weeks. And I didn't really get my life together until I was in my early thirties. I spent an entire 10, 15 years on basic, uh, 
fucking minimum wage jobs, moving from place to place, trying to find some way to survive. Yeah, and I'm 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 close to you. I'm actually close to you. I just turned forty four this year, and um, and I and I'm and I'm I'm similar in, in a similar boat where I've in the last few years is when I really got my shit together. Yeah, it was like in my twenties and my early thirties was just it was just minimum wage jobs and and jobs that didn't really I, I didn't really fit what I was capable of doing, I guess. But now, yeah. now that as with, with everything I've experienced in life and everything, and knowing now that what I want and just going out and get and doing what I want to do is just so liberating. Now it's like, I've, I'm not, I'm, I'm heading towards, a. It's, I guess I feel like as I, I've gotten older, I've hopefully I've gotten so much wiser, <laughs> but but I feel like, okay, I've learned that everything that happens to me, I kind of bring into my life. I, I, I believe in, in the law of attraction and all that. And, and I focus on positive energy and, and what I put out returns to me. So within the last couple of years that I've, I've switched how my, my, my mind is going. I'm like, of course, everyone's not perfect. Everyone has their bad days. And 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 they're, and they're down days, but I, I don't let that keep me down and, and buried. So it's it's kind of it, it's just funny that it took me so to me reach my late thirties and early forties to really start realizing what life really is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I no, I agree with you. And don't get me wrong. Uh, a lot of my problems were my own damn fault. Uh, once uh, my life went to shit when I was sixteen, I kind of said fuck it. Um, and I spent most of my time partying and, and having a good time. I didn't give a shit about any of my jobs because guess what? If they piss me off, I can quit and walk next door and get a job paying the exact same bullshit minimum wage. So I, while I always did my job, it didn't take much to piss me off and make me decide, fuck this job and I'm going to move on. Uh, it wasn't until I uh, had a, uh, got my current job that I ever cared. And basically it was just because the only reason I got my job is because while I say I don't, you know, I didn't care about my jobs when I was at work, I tried to do my job to the best of my ability. Shit. 15, 16 years ago, I was a, worked at a CVS as the one hour photo manager uh, to give you an idea. Uh, and one day I was, had a guy come up to me and, and say, Hey, uh, I noticed how you've been uh, dealing with your customers and I, I like the way you do that. I'd like to offer you a job. And he pulls out his card and he, you know, he works at a country club. I'm like, oh, uh, well, doing what? He goes, I don't know. We'll find you something. And, you know, that was the end of that. And he walked away. And at the time, I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. Uh, but not too long after that, my uh, ma new manager reduced my hours to almost nothing and I quit. And I eventually ended up giving the guy a call and went to work for him. And while I didn't get paid a ton more at that country club, their benefits were really good. And, uh, you know, all, all kinds of things I'd never had, like health insurance. They, they paid for all my health insurance, mean no co-pays at the time, uh, actual vacations. It was a real job. And I thought to myself, you know what? I probably shouldn't fuck this up. <laughs> and, and I've been there ever <laughs> since. And But the moral of the story is no matter how much you hate your job, do a good job at it because you never know who's watching. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's amazing how... How some of the people you um you tend to just surprise you one day be like, hey, listen, listen, I own this, I own this business, and 
I see how you deal with customers, and and I would love to offer you a position in my in my business. So yeah, no, you should never like. Okay, me, I'm my job is um, I'm a table games dealer. Oh, cool. So I work in a I work in a casino. Yeah, and it, it, right now it sucks. I just I love the job. It's don't get me wrong, it's an easy job. It I get paid to play games basically. Yeah, that's, and, yeah it is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um. But with everything that's going on and, and everybody having to wear masks and all these things, it's just no, it's not fun for me anymore. And, right. and, that, and that sucks because it's an easy, it's an easy gig and I get paid well. But now that I, I, I've started podcasting and I've been doing it for the, I, I started right towards the end of March. Mm-hmm. And I found that hey, I like this. I'm enjoying this. It's, is opened a, a creative side of, in me that I didn't really know I had, and so the more I'm doing it, the more I'm, I'm feeling I'm really getting addicted to, to to podcasting and all that. So I'm tempted with uh, I don't know maybe switching my hours at work and 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 focusing on on doing podcasting because again you only get one chance at life to to enjoy what you do and and this is something I'm, I'm really passionate about and I'm having a great time, but I might just not quit the job and just go part-time and keep some kind of income coming in. But, but I have other side and businesses and stuff. So it really won't affect, affect my pockets in any way. Right. Right. So it's just a lot of things that with everything that's going on, just makes me realize that yeah, having a job, having the benefits of a job are, are amazing and awesome because Right now, right now, getting health benefits, it's a pain in the ass. It really is, and it's a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. So it's good when you can find a job that offers offers benefits and and offers somewhat of a 401k because jobs don't offer that anymore. You don't get you don't get to retire after 30, 40 years at, in a, at, a, at a job anymore. No, so like, that's true. It's like... You're recycling jobs every five, six years now. You're not really, there's no real career that, unless you're like law enforcement or a teacher or, but as far as just regular folks doing regular jobs, it's very rare where someone is staying at a business, at at a corporation for 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah, you're right. That very rarely happens. I've been working at my same job for uh, this is my 16th season, uh, which is it seems like a long time. But I have no plans to retire. I mean, maybe in another 20 years. When So at which point I would have been there 35 years. And I have a 401k, but I was dumb enough to not start putting money into it until about five or six or seven years ago. So the half the time I was there, I wasn't same doing it. Okay. Same. Yeah, same. But I know what I know. I just started within the last five years putting it into my 401k. This is, that's another again. That's another thing they didn't teach us growing up. It, we didn't know about investments and and any of that. It was just go to work, uh, work for a business twenty, thirty years, uh, retire with your pension or whatever, and and get the gold watch or whatever it was. Yep. Which uh, which I have one. My my grandpa got a gold <laughs> watch from uh. No, seriously, he got a, he got a watch from Jimmy Hoffer when he retired. He was a teamster. So uh, that's yeah. like one of my most treasured possessions. But you're right. It's that stuff isn't around anymore. Even my country club, which is one of the most old school places you're going to find, is started. It's, it was started in 1918. Um, uh, and it's a really old money uh, country club. Even they don't do pensions anymore. 
Uh, they did for years and years and years, but about five or six years ago, all the people that were still, well, they, well, they stopped doing pensions basically about 10 or 12 years ago, but they still had a lot of people that were in, in their pension plan. Uh, so all the yeah. people that were still getting pensions, they bought them out. They said, Hey, we, we can't, we're not doing pensions anymore. We'll give you this amount of money uh, instead for your pensions. And, and they recommended you put it in your 401k and some people did and some people didn't, but that's, as you said, pensions are just gone. You cannot work at a, a, a company for 20 or 30 years and expect to be okay afterwards. You have to take care of your finances yourself now. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's something I, I'm, I'm very, um, that's something I, I do on the side as well. I, 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 I dabble in, in uh, life insurance. I sell life insurance. I'm working on getting my Series Six, so I, I'm, I, I'm. That's one thing I'm working towards: helping people and, and and helping them towards setting up their finances. And mm. and and I'm, I'm a big, um, advocate for life insurance. I, I oh, really yeah. believe people yeah. should should protect themselves and protect them protect their families. And 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 you should start at a young age. That's one thing we need to start teaching our young is. When you're you know, when you first start working, is um get yourself life insurance now while it's still cheap, and and you can afford to pay it, and don't wait till like you're my my age and be a dumbass and get life insurance and have to pay three times what you would have paid twenty years ago. So mm -hmm. it's, it's key that we start teaching our young that listen, you need to protect yourselves, you need to protect your families for the future, and and just work on 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 teaching them. How to work, find how to invest, how to how to balance their checkbooks. Because maybe that's another thing a lot of people don't even know how to do nowadays is balance their checkbook. Yeah, yeah. The juicer in the chat box is talking about that. He says they don't teach you in school how to pay bills, manage budget budgets, and save for the future, which is a really basic thing that they should be teaching. Yeah, you would think you would think that, but um, that's something they don't. The banks don't want us. They don't want the people to know that if you um, invest your money yourselves and, and, and not take the little 0.25% they're giving you in your savings account, you're going to definitely make more money because the money you're putting in your savings account, these banks are going and lending, lending it for what? 20, 30%, whatever, whatever percent they're making. Yeah, they're on their loan, yeah. Just, yeah. And, and they're just paying you what? Not, they're not even paying you 1% on your savings account. So if, if those are things people don't know. These are, these are yeah. things people don't know that. And yeah, I and, feel and, that there's something that, that that needs to be taught. No, And you make a great point on the life insurance thing, too. My wife has been making noises that we should get a life insurance, uh, uh, mostly because she thinks I'm going to die. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but but she's right. I, I don't have, I have health issues. We won't go into it right now. Uh, but uh, I, I want her to be taken care of. The only reason I haven't done it so far is right now with the coronavirus going on, our finances are in a really unstable place. Uh, uh, and you probably have the same issue with your type of job. Anything in the service industry is kind of iffy right now. Uh, oh, yeah, at, the, right. at the country club I work at, we, do, we don't even have indoor dining right now. Everyone eats outside. We have a, a large patio and a tent and all that good stuff. Uh, so right now we're fine. Uh, but once it gets cold, I have no clue what's going to happen with my job. Uh, normally, you know, so what, you know, once it gets cold and the golf goes away and the outdoor dining goes away, it used to be there. We still had indoor dining and a fitness center and all kinds of reasons to keep the club open well into the winter. Uh, now the second they can't eat outside, I might be fucking laid off again. And I just, I'm just recovering from a long layoff already. I didn't get back to work until, uh, 
I get I get laid off every year. That's one of the disadvantages of working at a country club. So I normally have about 10 weeks off from like mid-December to mid-March. Uh, this year, I went from mid-December to mid-fucking June before they called us back to work and because we couldn't be open at all because of like all the ordinances and stuff. And now that we're open, I'm trying, slowly trying to recover from that much time off. And I don't think I'm going to get have time. I think I'm going to get laid off early. And I'm basically going to only work like three months this year. And that's not acceptable. So I told her that, yes, uh, life insurance is a really good idea, but we might want to hold off into it until we make sure we have things like the bills paid. No, yeah, you're, you're right about that. It, and, it, and it's a shame because we have all these trillions of dollars to bail out all these big corporations, and it's, and it's, the, and it's the people that are suffering. It's really, it truly is. Even with here in Pennsylvania, they set up so many stupid regulations for our, for our local bars and, and restaurants that these people are, are losing their businesses, but yet, and don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate that I still have my job, but yet you still have these casinos. You're talking about these people, these restaurants can have, can't have 25 people inside inside eating or whatever, and that's including including staff. So you're allowing these these casinos to, to remain open, which have way more than 25 people inside of it. And you're, you're regulating these bars and, and restaurants to the point where a lot of them might not survive this. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just I, I feel that the focus needs to be needs to be switched to, to the regular people and, and to the and the small business owners that really, truly do need our help. Yeah. And, well, and, and, it, and everything. But yeah, everything now is political. Everything is political and it's and it's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here in Michigan, uh, they, which, which is where I'm from, I live in the the Detroit area. Um, they just allowed the casinos to open really, really recently, like within the last week or two, and they have them at 15% capacity. They cannot allow more than 15% of their capacity in at any one time, which doesn't sound like much, but for like, I think MGM Grand, they said their 15% capacity was like 1,800 people because uh, normally they can hold like over 8,000 or some shit like that. And to me, eighteen hundred people is a, a lot of fucking people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're, I'm saying, and, and, and it's funny because you're regulate because over here you're regulating outside gatherings to two hundred and fifty people, right? Right. So you have way more people inside the casino, and you're and you're regulating only two hundred and fifty people outside, which is which is I think is probably safer because you're outdoors and. Mm-hmm. And compared to where you're in a casino with stuffy and circulation, the air circulation sucks, and so it, it's just it's just it's just funny to me how it, there won't this this country is is way too capitalistic for me. It's just we need to focus on our small businesses and our and our people and, and yeah, look, yeah. regular people like you and me who are being affected the, the hardest because who knows. My, my my job could close down any day. Oh yeah, if yeah. oh yeah. Two dude. or three cases, we we were closed. And again, yeah. people think like, oh, you're getting unemployment, but it's it, it is it, it lasts, but for so long. And yeah. we and we and sometimes you don't even get it right away, so you're already backed up on your bills when you do get the money. So it's just a lot of nonsense, and I feel that we need to start really getting these politicians attention and and getting them out of offices and start getting people that 
care for the people that want our people to do better and and really care about small business owners and, and, and the hardworking Americans that are out here struggling just to make ends meet. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, we there's all kinds of precautions you can take to make it regularly a lot safer. So that's which makes it even worse for these businesses that want to be open that they won't let them because you can take all kinds of precautions. At my work, we're very fucking careful about it. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the country club culture, but we're filled full to the brim with fucking old people. <laughs> you know, so and the last thing we want to do is get our members sick because a lot of them, that'd be the end of it. Uh, so we do yeah. take all kinds of precautions. Now, when I say there's no indoor dining, we offered indoor dining. None of the members wanted it. So we ended up closing it off again. Uh, they feel safer outside when that's, and that probably makes sense because the entire, you know, when you're inside in a closed system, it's circulating the air and all that good stuff. So it'll probably be easier to catch it than if you were uh, outside. We do social distancing on all of our tables. We, we our outside capacity is way less than it normally is because we can only put so many tables out there. Uh, I'm personally in charge of checking in every fucking employee that comes into that building, uh, checking their temperature and making them fill out a questionnaire, asking them you know, if they've had any symptoms, if they've been out of state and all that good stuff. Um, we're very careful about it. everyone has to wear a mask. All the employees have to wear a mask. I wear a mask somewhere between eight and 12 hours a day, depending on what my shift is. Uh, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a pain in the ass, but it, it's necessary. Uh, I, I would feel fucking horrible if I had got one of these people sick and they died. I would never forgive myself. Uh, not to mention with some yeah. of my health issues, it probably is not a good idea if I catch it myself, but that's a lesser concern. Uh, and, and I assume and, you and guys then, at your casinos have those sites, probably a lot of the same precautions. Oh yeah. No, no. It, it was funny because at first the only temperature they were taking were the employees and we're like, um, that's kind of as backwards. Cause why wouldn't you want to check the players temperatures as well? So we right. had a, we had a big hoo hoo-ha about that. And, um, and it was just a lot of things that they, they were slacking on. And we, and, and us as dealers, we had to voice our, our um, opinion and let them know, like, listen, we're not going to tolerate you risking our lives on, 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 on the dollar. We don't, we don't care. Is you either going right. to start checking, checking temperature for like, so, so they've got a, a thermal scanner now. So whenever players come in, and, and get scanned. And then at, at one point, they, they allowed smoking. So now you have players who really don't want to wear a mask. Every time you tell them that they couldn't smoke, I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't have their mask down, they'll pop a cigarette in their mouth. Mm. So it, it wasn't until recently where they banned smoking indoors completely. And it's, and it's these little things that, that just shows you that it's, it's just it's the little the little man on the totem pole doesn't really matter. It, they, they don't. It's just listen, just go out there and make the money and 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 just not not care about us. So it, it takes the people to just really start fighting back and and let them know. Listen, we we're not going to work under these conditions. And we've had dealers that that have gone and reported them to, and and they're, they're slowly but they're making changes. So. Hopefully they'll, they'll keep continue to make changes for the better. Yeah. Uh, and I heard that my local casino, one of the things they're doing is they turned off half their slot machines so that, you know, there's spacing in between each one. Uh, and, and I can understand why for you, it'd be a big concern for the players to wear masks because you're sitting down with these people for extended periods of time. Um, 
And, you know, and that's why it's also a good idea for them to have the temperature checks. We don't check our members at my country club, which I'm kind of iffy about. But we, on the other hand, we're not in close proximity with them for long periods of time like you are. Like the servers come up, take their order, and they go away. You know, the servers bring them their food, and they go away. Um, most of my most of my work's done over the phone. I do have like a, a couple windows inset into my office where members can come up and ask me things. But those are generally short interactions. And I have a table actually in front of my window now so that they can't get too close to me. Which is good, uh, which I like quite a bit, because uh, before that, the members had a tendency to lean into my window, so they look like a horse at a horse stall. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I'm not, I'm not big on people getting too close to me, anyways. Uh, uh, my personal yeah. bu- bubble's always been pretty big, so I appreciate them being farther out there. But still, some of the uh, employees are not really keen with the fact that none of the members get checked for anything. And yeah, and that's and that's a shame because you don't know where they've been. Um, and you don't, and some people don't even show symptoms. It's yeah. like it's it's crazy because no one can really tell us how do you catch it, how is it really spread. No one really knows. It's like no one really knows. There's so many different people saying this and saying that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I I just want everyone to just take as much precaution as possible. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to die. I don't want to get someone else sick. Uh, you know, it's a lot of people just don't take the, it seriously at all. Uh, like I'll, I'll see that with the members, members wandering, wearing, not wearing their masks. Uh, they had to put out several newsletters. Um, the, the, uh, the president of the club actually got pretty uh, pissy about it, to be honest. You know, the, the tone of his, some of his letters were not quite where you normally would expect from the president of a country club. Uh, and, and he's trying to make sure we enforce that we've got signs as soon as you walk in. Uh, if I see a member walk by without a mask, I offer him one. I can't tell him he has to wear it, even though it's a, a club rule. That's that's not my job, thank God. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, we're doing everything we can. Hold on a second. I put down a little dog. <sighs> um, so it's, it's, it's a crazy thing. I, it, never in my life did I think I'd see something like this. Uh, hell, uh, I, if you would have asked me if, uh, I, for, if nothing else, I had no clue governors had this kind of power over my life to, to you know, the executive orders to close businesses and, and all this good stuff. Um, one of the things I always liked about my job is I knew it would always be there unless I fucked it up. It's an old school country club. It's old money. It's not tied. It's not a whole bunch of people riding the stock stock market or anything like that. Uh, like yeah. in the 2009, uh, recession, we lost two members. <laughs> so, you know, what work some country clubs were closing all around us because they were more of the new money people, but us it didn't affect us in the least bit. So I knew that unless I fucked it up myself, I would always have a job. And now I might not just because the governor decided that, you know, we shouldn't be open. Yeah. And, and it sucks, man. It really does suck. Yes, and, it and does. You, and you see, and you see all these businesses getting bailed out. And 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 they don't and it, and it doesn't necessarily go that windows down to the employee because it really doesn't. It, it goes into mm-hmm. the the board's pocket and 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 whatever packages that they gotta offer their their CEOs and and it's a shame. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, I was looking through the news on a on a related note to the entire COVID thing. Uh, you know what Sturgis is, I assume, right? Yes, uh, that's yeah. where the, the big bike week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's coming up and. Uh, Apparently, uh, there is some talk among the city council for Sturgis about canceling the uh, entire event. Uh, but then they came to their senses and realized they could try to cancel it all they want. These people were still going to show up. Uh, so they yeah. right. So they took the more sensible course of trying to make it as as, as safe as they could. There's like hand washing stations all over the place. Uh, they're going to sanitize the sidewalks. Uh, they wanted to make it masks uh, 
like an ordinance that you have to wear your mask, but it turns out they don't have the power to do that. Only the governor has the power to do that and he won't do it. He's uh, I guess he's one of those governors that actually doesn't even believe in masks. He's made several statements about, he doesn't think they're necessary. Uh, and he's, and he uh, certainly wouldn't in, be um, It's in uh, Florida, isn't it? Uh, no, no. Sturgis is in South Dakota, South. North Dakota or South Dakota. Dakota I think. Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's, um, it's certain, yeah it's certain, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. And that's how a lot of people feel that it's, it's a hoax that this is a hoax. And once, the election rolls come rolls around and and it's over that this is going to just up and disappear and it's it's, it's a shame that pe- I, I I've known people that have lost people because of COVID who's lost family members because of COVID so I I know firsthand it's not a it's not a hoax and it's not a fake and oh. it's just it's a shame. Yeah. And dude, you're right. There are people that 100% think it's a hoax. I've got a guy on my Facebook. Thank God. Thank God. He's not a Facebook friend. I'd be embarrassed to, to be, to know. he's a, the little brother of a guy I, I knew growing up. So, uh, he, he, and since my Facebook is public, cause I use it for a, a lot of the podcasting stuff, even though he's not a friend, he still follows, uh, me and care and, uh, comments on some stuff. And we were talking about COVID and one of the posts and he claimed it was a hoax. And that really offended one of my other Facebook friends. He's like, a hoax? How can you call it a hoax? 500,000 people are, have died worldwide. How could, how could that be a hoax? And his response was, faked death certificates, bro. He honestly thinks that they faked 500,000 death certificates to try to fool him into thinking that COVID was real. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> How, I mean, I, not, not to ins- install somebody, but how fucking dumb can you be to believe that kind of fucking shit? Holy shit. Some conspiracies I can totally understand people being into, but, but thinking that the COVID's completely faked, come on, dude. But, but <laughs> their, 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 their argument would be, oh, but um, 1.5 million died of TV last year or uh, whatever amount of people died from the 82,000, whatever died from the flu last year. And that, that's what they did there that that's those are the stats that they'll spit out and say and all this. But then again, I'm like, OK, yeah, you're talking about look at these. You're talking about these numbers are for the year. This this hit us. What? And towards the end basically. of January, beginning of February. Yeah, basically and, March. <laughs> yeah. And we're and we're over what? Five hundred. How many did you say worldwide? Well, if worldwide was well over 500,000, 500, uh, 500,000, I think. I think in the, in the United, I think in the United States, last time I checked, it's like, like a, I don't quote me on these numbers, but like 120,000 or some shit like that. And the, the yeah. year isn't even yeah. over. And, and when people don't take it seriously, I'm like, do you know how much 120,000 people are? That's more people that died in every fucking natural disaster and terrorist attack in the last 50 years. You know, like when you hear like, oh, my God, the World Trade Center, like 5000 people, when you hear about a hurricane hitting uh, a real bad one and several hundred people died, you know, 120,000 people is a gigantic amount of people. Uh, and yeah, yeah people so die from the flu. Numbers, but I, but I, but I, yeah, I think the numbers for the flu at this point are like 20 or 30,000. So it kills like four times as many people as the flu. It's something that you should probably take fairly serious. Yeah, but again, everybody wants to make it political. They want to make. Everything to me now, they, they're just making it political, and it's 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 ridiculous. Yep. And uh, Light Bright on the chat box is talking about. Uh, she heard that it's uh, basically her mom's pulmonologist said it's not if you're going to get COVID nineteen, it's when. Eventually, it'll be like the flu. Uh, it's not going to be completely eradicated, and that's true. But once you get the vaccines for it, and uh, 
build up herd immunity, it won't be the big deal that it is now. But we're not at that point now. Uh, and a good point someone else made was we're trying to keep these numbers down, not so much because, you know, we're, we don't think you're going to get it that way. We, we're trying to keep those numbers down so that we don't overwhelm hospitals and make it so that they're unable to treat the people that get it. And uh, if, if there's a big enough spike, you can certainly do that. So that's the real reason to try to keep the transmission rate down so that we can deal with the problem as opposed to make it something that's insurmountable that we just can't handle. Yeah. And, and you're, and you're, and you're absolutely right. Cause our hospital, our hospitals are just being overwhelmed with, with COVID patients. Whereas if we really adhere to, to some of these, these regulations and okay, fine. I, Believe me, who wants to wear a mask? I do not want to wear a mask. I, I'm I already I suffer I suffer from sleep apnea. Mm. I don't know what's what's the long term effects of me wearing a mask all day is gonna is gonna have on me down the line. No one does. No no one knows what what the side effects of COVID are gonna have on you down the line. No one knows anything at the moment. So for people to just be thinking it's a hoax is it's foolish on their part. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, and back to the Sturgis thing, one of the things that I saw that amazed me the most is that uh, several of the roads going into Sturgis are go through Indian reservations on their way in. And the Indian, Indian reservations have actually set up checkpoints to not allow people through their territories, uh, which I don't believe is legal. The uh, governor has uh, sent them several letters saying that they have to take down these checkpoints. But the Indian uh, reservation government is ignoring it. So basically, if you're going to Sturgis, you're not going through their fucking town to do it. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to go find another way. Yeah, and that's I was that amazed me. I got I I was amazed that in this day and age that they could do something, and, and the governor is just, just gonna send them a letter and say don't do that, and that's the end of it. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't what, what, think what that. Gonna, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna go on? He's, is he gonna go on Indian um, reservations and tell them they can't do it? Yeah, yeah, they got if some. It's running, they, if it's running, if it's running through their land. What, what what can the governor really do? Yeah, I'm not sure. So yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's, just, it's crazy, it's, dude. It's, there's there's so much crazy stuff going on in this world this year. Um, I'm so ready for 2020 to be over. Uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be a good year when we first started it off. To be honest with you, <laughs> but apparently not. Ah, uh, shit. Okay, well, dude, we've got about 10 minutes uh, to go. I've been pro- dominating the topics. You got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, no, I'm just enjoying the conversation, man. <laughs> I really right, am. Right on, right on. I, thanks for having me on, actually. Oh, no problem, dude. Uh, you know what? Back to back to what you were saying about podcasting. Uh, it's, it is a good thing to do. One of the nice things about it is you can keep your regular job and still do this, uh, at least up to a point. You know, um, I also do voiceover work for a living on the side. And one of the reasons I like doing that is because I can keep my nice, safe day-to-day job and just do voiceover work on the side. Uh, and you know, and get spare money that way. I don't have to quit my job and lose my health insurance and all that good stuff. Uh, back in the day, you couldn't do that, but nowadays, with the, the way technology has advanced, it's not that expensive to set up your own uh, recording studio at home and do podcasts and voiceover work and all that good stuff. Uh, so, um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I'm working. That I, I have a little mini. I built me a little mini studio in, in one of my spare bedrooms, and that's where I'm talking to you from right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm talking yeah. to you from my den. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now the downside of that is the competition's way higher than it used to be. I started podcasting back in 2005 or six or seven around there, something like that. And basically no one knew what a podcast was. And I think there's me and like 20 other people in the world making a podcast. 
which is kind of sad because I've been doing it that long and I still haven't gotten any farther than I have. <laughs> but today, you know, there anybody can do a podcast and there's a lot of people doing it. I make jokes. It's easier for me to have the people that don't do a podcast tell me about it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I read somewhere it's probably like over a, a million people doing podcasts now. And, yeah. And, but again, the, I, what, I would do a lot of research and I do, I read a lot and, and I read that, um, the, the average lifespan of a podcast is what? Seven episodes. <laughs> so, uh, this is, this is episode 138 for me on this particular so podcast. Yeah, so you, so, so you, I, <laughs> I, I think you're, you're pretty, you're pretty ahead of the curve and yeah, me, well, I'm, you... I'm, I just started and I'm already, uh, 27 episodes deep. So nice. I'm not, I don't, I don't I'm not planning on going anywhere. Yeah. Now, this podcast, actually, I started around the same time you did back in March. Um, we, were, <laughs> we, I, I, we do a podcast every day, and we haven't missed one yet. I think we were, uh, we've also done a couple episodes called uh, um, Fight Companions, because uh, this entire uh, podcast came from the off-topic se- section of an MMA board called The uh, Underground, and their off-topic section was called The Other Ground, hence the name The Other Ground Live. We were just some people all sitting around in a forum shooting the shit, being bored because no one had anything to do because of the entire COVID thing. And we decided to start a podcast. And since I have experience doing a lot of podcasts back in the past, uh, that was a logical choice to start it. Uh, me and my co-host Ryan, that's, you know, I've never met that dude in my life. <laughs> he lives in Massachusetts <laughs> and I've never, I've never actually met him. And that's another cool thing about this technology. You can do host a show with someone that you live thousands of miles away from now. Well, we're, we're, it's a, we're a prime, prime example. Like, I just I called in and and I came in and I'm co-hosting with you already. So it's yeah. it's awesome. I I feel this is this is just a community that just is amazing. Especially when we work together and, and to build it, it can it can really be much more greater than what it is right now. And just mm-hmm. just the fact that Spotify gave Joe Rogan that kind of money just shows oh, you right. that um this 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 industry isn't going anywhere. Oh yeah, no, it's not. Now, granted, people that are celebrities and well-known already have an inherent advantage because they start out with an audience base. Uh, podcasts like mine, and I assume yours, don't have that advantage. So we have to do it the hard way, you know, and just do episode after episode and have it go by word of mouth. And uh, basically, I think I'm probably going to be stuck in this spot until I get a couple more big guests. I've had a couple of big guests on my uh, uh, on my show, but there are people that. Uh, the general public wouldn't really know. Like I had Pat Militich on the show. Uh, if you're into the UFC, you know who he is, but if you're not oh, hardcore, yes, yeah. M- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've had him on my show, but if you're not pretty into <laughs> MMA, you're not going to have any clue who Pat Militich is. I had, I have had uh, Serena De Jesus, who was like the first female uh, professional fighter with uh, autism on the show a couple of times. Really fun uh, interview, by the way. Uh, but that, so that's gotten me a couple few fans, but I would really need to, uh, snag like a really high level um a guest and have them tweet about it and re- and you know and all that good stuff to really get in a large amount of fans um but i'm happy with the way it is right I, now well, if nothing I, else I, 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 i'm I having somebody, fun i got somebody i can i can introduce you to um yeah. definitely uh he's the guy who set me up with uh the stevie ray um, um interview and uh he actually uh set me up uh, um did you remember the superman 2 movie yeah 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 uh-huh uh, the um with the three villains in it. Now what was that again? Uh, Which movie? The Superman two with Christopher Reeve. Oh yeah! Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so um, you remember the the three villains in there? Um, yeah, yeah, the Zod. Put, the, three, the three Kryptonian, the Zod, the General Zod, and his. Well, the big guy, the, the one that played the mute, uh, he's yeah. actually. Um, I'm setting something up to actually have him as a guest on my podcast. Nice. He, he, yeah. So there's there's a few other people who uh, he's throwing my way in, and then he's also helping me get on other podcasts. So um, I could definitely uh, uh, get. Send them, send, send, give them your information. Definitely. Oh, I appreciate that. And don't get me wrong. We have awesome people calling all the time. Case in point. Hey, Tenor, how you doing, boss? Hey, um, you want a high profile guest? You have him right here in Tenor of the Year. Fresh off my analysis of R. Dot and his love of cocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how fucking hard I worked on that. That took like literally. 10 minutes of my life away from my children and my beautiful wife to come up with a, a semi um, clinical analysis of uh, R.C um, regarding his relationship, his, his less than stable and less than positive relationship with Cox. <laughs> okay, I, I, feel, I feel like I should explain the joke. Our, our co-host, uh, my co-host, uh, Ryan, R.C., or Big Dalton, that we have many names for him, he hasn't been on for many days because his internet is all fucked up. He gets his internet from Cox, uh, which is the name of the company, and apparently oh, Tender yeah, could not resist. Yeah. yeah, and Cox, uh, apparently Tender could not resist making fun of him for that. Uh, you, you should actually <laughs> go to the, oh, you should go and see what he wrote on our forum at some point. He's he's quite the wordsmith when it comes to that sort of shit. So, <laughs> Tender, man, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm going to continue that on. I mean, I don't know if I can go to the level of, of infatuation that Forrest goes with his bullshit, but I'm not done with that yet. And I love the clinical evaluation that I did, especially at the top in all caps when I go subject and it's uh, a subject, R dot, comma, Dalton, comma, C. <laughs> and then I go right into my analysis of them. <laughs> so how's your day going, boss? Are you still on vacation? No, 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 no. I, I, I got done camping yesterday, and uh, I was back at work today. Um, got off work today at 3 and promptly broke into some uh, busy seltzers. And <laughs> I was two seltzers deep when I wrote my uh, Cox analysis of RDOT. So, Shit. yeah, now, now I'm about five seltzers deep um, waiting for the kids to go to bed so I can dip into the vodka and <laughs> cap. Well, that's awesome. Well, I hope you stick around for the end of the show because you know I need you to uh, finish up with me. Um, it, it looks like that's about it, though. Uh, well, oh, damn, we lost uh, Wise. Uh, well, yeah, he, was uh, if, he, he was disgusted by my rambling about cocks. <laughs> he must, he must well, secretly think that cocks are delicious, and he had to get out of here before he got addicted to cocks. <laughs> well, either that or he, he was getting a phone call. I thought I heard him beeping. So, Wise, if you're still out there, I appreciate you doing the whole show with me. That was a great help, and I will definitely have to check out your show when I get a chance. Um, shit. Uh, you got anything, Tanner, before we get out of here? No, I have nothing. Uh, eventually, when when Ryan gets back up here, I'll have to tell you about my camping trip and uh, the pictures I posted about <laughs> about my son smashing some dude, some kid on the nose. Uh, he's five years old and just completely exploded some ki some kid's nose on, on the playground. And it, don't get me wrong. I might sound like I'm proud. I'm not proud. We're, you know, we're not going to utilize violence, you know, when it's not needed. Um, 
So I'm not proud, but I thought it was funny because this kid is, is nonviolent. I've never seen him be violent other than towards his sister for stupid shit. But, you know, they're siblings. They fight constantly. Um, I've never seen him violent outside the household. And this kid obliterated this other kid's nose. And, and by the way, Jay, my, mm-hmm. my son is a southpaw. So all camping trip after he, after he smoked this kid's nose, I, I, I started calling him the, uh, the southpaw outlaw. <laughs> dude you know what actually i think that's a good thing um it, it's important to establish um boundaries for kids and i mean self-boundaries because otherwise if he didn't do something like that he might end up turning into someone who gets picked on and and shit on his entire life and nobody wants to ha- have their kid be bullied so the fact that he's willing to defend himself uh if he when he needs to i think that's a good thing dude i think you taught him right that while you never start violence, if you need to take care of business, you should fucking take care of business. Oh, yeah. And he did in a big way, too. I never expected that out of him. Like I said, he's a sweet boy. But, you know, I, I'm not making excuses for his violence. You know, because mm-hmm. what he did was was pretty damn violent for a five-year-old. But the kid did provoke him. But he also needs to know there's other avenues, um, you know. He wasn't in any danger, and I told him that. You, you were in no physical danger. The kid smashed your, your walkie-talkie or threw it on the ground or whatever. It's still not acceptable. In the same breath, am I kind of a little proud he did it? Yeah, sure. But we can't, we can't foster a bully type of, of, of environment. You know what I mean? Um, as much of an asshole as I am, I, I pride myself in not being a bully, and, and I, don't, I won't tolerate you know, anybody in my family being a bully or anyone of my friends being a bully. So right. it's walking a fine line of defending yourself or being a complete bully asshole. If you know what I mean? Yep. I got to walk no, a fine true. line with him. Yep. Hey, the juicer. How you doing boss? Hey, how's it going guys? Yeah. I'm doing excellent. How you What's doing? Up? What's up Tanner? Hey. hey, so Jay, I just wanted to just say one real quick thing that, uh, mm-hmm. the fact, the fact that wise called in, just a mm-hmm. random dude. It's mm-hmm. a perfect reason why to do a little bit of uh, uh, self-promoting across the pod beam, right? You get some interesting callers that might call in, and um, I know you don't. I know you don't spend a lot of time on here looking at other shows or joining them, but it's a good idea because it adds, you know, a little bit of color, a little bit of extra people that might come in and have a varied opinion on different things. So I, I, I really enjoyed today's show having just some random person call in. I just wanted to throw that out there. No, you're, no, you're 100% right. And I've been trying to do that a little bit more. Um, there's that, uh, there's those fine podcasters that stopped in a couple uh, weeks ago, Brian, Lisa, who have their, uh, Brian, like Lisa do wine and crime, uh, show, which I've tried to listen to a couple times. Uh, I haven't called in yet cause I only have the time to do it early and they only take calls later in their show. Uh, but I spoke with them and it's worked out great because I, I I'll, uh, retweet their show and promote it a little bit and they'll do the same for me. So just because, you know, just from them hopping on and being on the show for a little while, I've expanded the, our, our podcasts, uh, reach for, uh, to all of their fans now. So you're 100% right. right. Right, and imagine doing that on a few, like say, five other shows that have a pretty good following. You might get people to join in a little bit more, uh, whether good or bad. I mean, I think that's that's something that needs to be navigated. But you know, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, the fact that Wise just kind of randomly showed up to me says that you know he, how much how much time did he he took up a quite a bit of the time for your show. 
Oh, the entire show. He called called in like five minutes into the show, dude. It was great. Exactly. Exactly. So just just throw my two cents in there. I think it's a good thing to expand out. That's all. Yeah. I will definitely try to do more, sir. Uh, It looks like that's about a show. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I always appreciate you guys. I can't do the show without you. I want to thank Wise for calling in. What a great dude. I made a new friend. Uh, uh, Tenor, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here? As always, we've got two things to finish the show with. Um, I want to put a little disclaimer out there that if you or any of your loved ones are having problems with a cox addiction, you can contact me here on Podbean or on the OG live uh, thread, and I can definitely take you through your infatuation and addiction to cox and, and, and bring you back to some normalcy in your life. And um, <laughs> last thing we have is fuck all y'all. You guys have a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow at six. Bye bye. Screw you, hippies. <laughs>